Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Date Me or Hate Me, a podcast all about dating. It is Thirsty Thursday and time for another episode. This week's episode is going to be interesting. But first, let me update you guys a little bit on what's going on with me. So I actually had a fun little photo shoot for work today. It was a bridal photo shoot. So got to put on a wedding dress and get all dolled up and everything. So that was a lot of fun. Can't wait to see the photos and the video from that. In regards to my love life, since this is a dating podcast, um, yesterday was kind of a big moment. Um, I won't go into huge details about that quite yet. I'm sure all of that will come out a little bit down the road, but the people who actually know me knows that yesterday was a big deal. Things are in motion. Things are happening and they're exciting, but also just like a little crazy in a good way. They're the good type of crazy. You know how like women talk about they're the good type of crazy? Well, this is the good type of crazy. So, And maybe it's just like really crazy because it's been such a nice thing that I'm not used to, the guy I'm seeing is not used to, so maybe that's the difference. I don't really know. But needless to say, I have been doing really well. I've been really happy and just living life day to day. If I'm not doing podcast stuff. I'm working some of my other jobs or hanging out with my friends. So, you know, just living the life, doing the best I can. And yeah, so I hope you guys are as well. I hope you guys are doing well and are happy and healthy. The weather has been getting nicer, even up in some of the like colder states. So I hope everybody's enjoying that. And yeah, I mean, besides that, I don't think I have anything huge to update you on. I might like lose my marbles though if this dog that's outside does not start barking. But other than that, let's jump into this week's episode titled Bad and Bougie. I don't know if the title makes it as painfully obvious about what this episode's going to be about, but it's about bougie men who are also bad at dating. So as a female, I feel like we, I should say as a heterosexual female, dating bougie men can definitely happen either on purpose or on accident or on whatever. But just the way, you know, the world is set up, it's typically what you see is men making more than women. I know we are trying to work on that as a society, but it is the truth. It's not the 100% truth, but it is definitely more common to see 
a man making more than a woman in a relationship. But again, not always the case. And either way is honestly fine. Whoever, you know, makes more than the other, that's no issue with that. Just wanted to throw that out there. But, you know, I do feel like it's just something that is more common that females deal with men and their money. And so this episode, this story, you know, with this person kind of really made me like think about it because it was one of the most extreme versions of dating a guy who makes more than you that I've dealt with. And I'll get a little bit more into, you know, my thoughts on like money and dating and things like that when we get to your guys' questions, because that, you know, could be a whole episode of just discussion on that. But, you know, that is not everything to me. I am definitely more of like about the feelings and the connection and like true romance than what a guy has in his wallet. Now, that is not to say that if he's not like financially responsible with whatever amount of money he has, that is the important thing, not the amount of it. Because I've dated both ends of the spectrum and people, you know, can be just as like loving and kind and caring and, you know, wanting to, you know, be a great partner regardless of the amount of money in their bank account. So I wanted to go ahead and like throw that out there because I don't want any of y'all trying to come at me saying that, you know, I'm, you know, a gold digger or whatever, whatever. Like guys also love to just throw that in women's faces. I had an ex-boyfriend, the toxic ex-boyfriend, mind you, like so fitting, who was constantly trying to you know, act like women were just trying to get with him for his money. And (laughs) some men are just permanently stuck in that mindset. Like regardless of how much money they actually have, they're like, oh, like this girl's a gold digger, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes they just take it to the extreme where they're like, you know, doing tit for tat, like whatever. And that is also not a good look. Like, again, I'm about equality. I'm about like working together in a relationship, but like the tit for tat stuff, people don't even do that with their friends. Like, I don't even do that with my friends. It's not like, oh yeah, girl, like you bought me dinner last time or I bought you dinner last time. Like, can you, you're getting mine this time. Like, no, that's, that's not how (laughs) doing nice things for people works. So maybe it all stems in that is like, you know, actually caring for people and wanting to do something for them and not expecting something back in return because that is the whole idea of giving somebody a gift is to give them something, not to give them something so you can get something in return. So maybe it all stems from that, but with him at least, 
But there's definitely guys out there who are like, oh, she's a gold digger. And don't get me wrong. There definitely are some gold diggers out there. But not every woman is. And not every woman is impressed by you flashing your money or like the things that you have because of your money. Like, yeah, those things are nice. Like no one is going to disagree with that. However, they don't make up the key important parts in a really fulfilling relationship. So, you know, they say money can't buy happiness for a reason. And yes, it can buy you nice things and which can make you happy. But a lot of times something so like immersed in the material world just seems empty and unfulfilling and that I think is where the whole, you know, phrase even stems from. So I just wanted to go on a little rant about that before I get started on this story because I just know where people's minds go. It's it's just who we are as people. It's and it's our culture. It's our, you know, environment that we've created here. So it's totally understandable. However, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't assume because it's not always the case. Point blank, end of story. But, you know, that could be said, you know, about any relationship. Nobody knows what's really going on besides the two people. So I know I've said this probably in almost every single episode. If it makes you happy, do it. As long as it's not hurting you in any way, do what you want to do don't care what anyone has to say about it. Again, as long as you're happy and no one's being hurt, do you boo-boo. So yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, I feel like as women, we have dated more so someone that I guess is like more bougie and showing off their money than maybe men have. But I did get some men responses from the questions and stuff I asked you guys. So maybe one of these days we'll get someone on here who's experienced it, the opposite version, do like a flipperoo. And, you know, someone who maybe has dealt with it as like the female main more and was flashing their money and stuff. Cause the whole thing about this is like someone who, you know, makes a lot of money and shows you they make a lot of money without showing you that they make a lot of money, if that makes sense. That was so TikTok of me. But yeah, so I'd be curious to hear the other side. But just as a female, I feel like it happens to us more. So it is what it is. And we're always the ones that are getting called, you know, like gold diggers and like sugar babies and blah, 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 blah. And Again, like this could be a whole nother episode and maybe it will one day. So I don't want to go off too, too far from here. So let's just get into my experience with Mr. Bad and Bougie. All right. So it all started one wonderful afternoon on Bumble. And I matched with this guy. He was the oldest guy I think I've ever matched with. And he wasn't like insanely older. He was like 38, 39. And he didn't even have his real name. 
on his Bumble profile. It just had his initials. So I have no idea what I was thinking. Um, so to make sure he wasn't a catfish, I had him send me a photo of him throwing up a peace sign. And he did. So after just like a few conversations, I was like, okay, like we can go on a date, see what happens. You're not a catfish. Don't try to kill me because I will bring my exacto knife. And yeah, so oh, and I did ask him what his real name was before I went on a date with him because he just has his initials. And I was like, there's no way I'm going on a date with somebody who don't even know their real name. So one, got his real name, and two, made sure he wasn't a catfish. So we ended up meeting at a sushi place in St. Pete, and it went really well. He definitely wasn't a catfish. We were having a good time. He actually lives in like northern or a little bit northern Tampa. So he drove all the way out there just to kind of be closer to me, which was nice. And the conversation went well. Um, If you know me, you know, I'm not like one to like kiss anyone on the first date or anything like that. So there wasn't any of that, but I still thought the conversation went well. He seemed like he was having a good time And yeah, so, and he was talking to me after the date, yada, yada. So then a few days later, I was like feeling a little spontaneous and I was like, hey, do you want to go to Rainbow River and like go floating? Because this was also back in the summertime. So like things with COVID had just started like kind of opening back up, but still not a lot. So people were doing a lot of things outside. Um, However, another girlfriend of mine was going to come tubing with us, but she was like, no, you guys can just go. But like she had already called the tubing place and kind of asked them like what they recommended. And they were like, as long as you're here, you know, by like 8 a.m., then you should be fine. And so the Rainbow River was like, almost two hours away from his house. And mind you, like he lived in Northern Tampa. So I asked him if he wanted to go. He said, yes. So we planned to do that. I had to wake up at like five 30 in the morning. I am not a morning person just to get to his house by like six in order to get there by eight. So I'm like up early. The sun isn't even up. Um, But I'm heading to this guy's house. It's only the second time that I have met him. And I'm at his house. It is so early. He offers me coffee. I pull up to his house, actually, before the coffee, obviously. And it is, like, so nice. It is so nice. It's in this gated community. I'm, like, baffled. I'm literally looking at it like, oh my God, like what? So uh, anyway, went inside and he offered me some coffee and then we got on the road basically because we had to be there by 8 a.m. So we're also in the cars, like the longest, we're driving two hours. So I'm trying to like make conversation. He's asking me questions. I'm asking him questions and still things are going well going good. And then 
we get there at like 8.10 and the guy's like, oh, we don't have any more rentals left. And we're like, oh my God, we're like 10 minutes behind eight and there's like nothing left. So he's like talking to the rental guy, asking what he like thinks we should do. He wanted to go buy a kayak somewhere, like was literally going to drive to like Dick's Sporting Goods and buy us a kayak. And the guy was like, well, the nearest Dick's Sporting Goods is like 30, 40 minute drive away. So we instead went to Walmart and bought tubes and like goggles and we were just going to like float ourselves because the rental guy said that, you know, there should still be available space to like just go and put in like a tube or something, even though they didn't have any kayaks. So we went to Walmart and got two tubes and some goggles and tried to find a place to put the tubes in. So, oh, and also we had to blow up the tubes and he blew up both of them very kindly because they were like big inner tubes. And all we could find was this like community park that had just this little swimming area. And he wanted to go swim out in the part that wasn't like roped off. Granted, the rope isn't going to do much, but at least it's a part of an area where people are commonly swimming. So hopefully no alligators or whatever that's in the water is going to slither on up there because they know a lot of people's there. However, he wanted to go swim out where like the boats were going by and that I'm sure there were surefire some alligators up in there. And I was like, no, no, thank you. And so then when we realized the little swimming area we were in wasn't really working out. We tried to go find a different area to put in the tubes and it was completely full as well. So it's now like after all of this, maybe like 10 a.m. and we're just like over it. So we decided to kind of head back. We contemplated going to Wikiwachi, which is on the way back another like spring and Instead, we were getting kind of like hangry because we had been up so early. So we went and got breakfast. And then I think he was kind of over trying to figure everything out. And honestly, I was too. So he was like, we can just go back to my place. I have a pool and we can hang out there. So we did. Again, back at his like insanely nice house, which I did post those pictures (laughs) for you guys to see for like the little preview. So the first video is his closet. His closet. That is like the size of my apartment, mind you. Like it is a two-story closet. And I asked you guys like what was the bougiest thing or whatever. And that that was it for me. A two-story closet. Like, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of other nice things about his home, but like the two-story closet, yeah. Yeah. He also had like a wine room, like a room just for bottles of wine. I, I don't understand either, but yeah. So we just hung out at his place and I went home later that evening And I thought, again, the day went really well. So we continued to hang out here and there. Um, My car 
well, my parents' car that was here, the battery died and he did help come like jumpstart that, but it still died anyway. So me and my friend were left to try to kind of fend for ourselves. But um, yeah, no, we just continued hanging out. Like I would go over to his house for dinner. He did live like really close to my bridal job. So that was really convenient. I would go like have dinner with him after work and things like that. Um, but yeah, or we would go out sometime to dinner and it seemed to be going really well after like a few of the dinner dates, I'd say maybe like three or four in, he was like kind of talking about how he didn't think it was going to work out. And I'm like, okay, well we can just stop hanging out. Like if you know me again, like if you tell me you don't want to hang out or it's not working out, we will cordially end it. Bygones will be bygones. We had a good time, but it's time to move on. So when he was saying all this stuff, I'm like, look, like if you really feel this way, let me know because we could stop hanging out. And then he'd be like, no, I like, I don't want to stop hanging out. I just feel like in the long run, it's not going to work out. We don't like see eye to eye on everything. And honestly, the main thing we didn't see eye to eye on was politics, which, you know, that can be such a, it is a big deal, but it's not something that can't be worked through unless you were like totally rude and disrespectful. Then yeah, that that has no that is not going to be tolerated. So it never got to that point, but it just made me wonder if it ever would, since it was that big of a deal to him. And we never really like actively discussed politics, so I know it must have like bothered him just that I, I guess, stood up for some of the things that I felt strongly about. And I think where it kind of started going to that direction is we were out at dinner and he dropped something on the floor. And I was like, hey, like you should probably pick that up. And he literally goes, that's not my job. And I... (laughs) tried so hard not to pop off 100% on him. So I only popped off like 50% because I did like him, but I wanted him to know that I thought that it was messed up that he like wouldn't just pick up like a piece of food that he dropped on the ground. And like, yeah, it's not your job, but it's like the polite thing to do. Like I get if you like spilled a bunch of sauce. I'm not expecting you to like go down there and like wipe it up, but it was literally like something he could have easily picked up. And the fact that he just looked at me and was like, it's not my job. I was like, wow, what a douchebag. So I think that's kind of where things took a turn for the worst and why he was thinking that we wouldn't get along. He was definitely one of those people who's like, people are so easily offended these days. And I'm like, you're not offending me. It's just called being a genuinely good person. So, um, yeah, but despite that, like I said, he still wanted to hang out, even though I was like, look, just tell me if you want to stop hanging out because that is fine. I'm not going to like 
freak out. I'm not going to, you know, make you feel bad about it. Like I, it'll just end and we'll both move on. Simple as that. And like, I don't know if maybe he didn't believe me or what, but it was the truth. So again, he still wanted to hang out. So we still were hanging out. We um, went on a few more dates and even some at, just at his house, like eating dinner, things like that. Things seemed to be going okay. And then one day he he would call me almost every single day or FaceTime me. And one day he like had said something to me that like pissed me off and like he could tell I was upset and I just didn't want to like really talk to him after that. So then he's like blowing me up and he's like, I didn't mean it like that. Like, I can't wait to see you the next time we hang out because we had plans to hang out like two days after he like made me mad. So he was saying all this stuff to me. So then we met up and like kind of talked it through and it was fine. And then even the next day, he wanted me to come over and we had like a pool day and he like grilled some food. And so we had dinner and watched a movie. And then that's literally the last time I saw him because he ghosted me after that. And I was like, Oh, no, you didn't, sir. I gave you a million opportunities to tell me you didn't want to do this anymore and you still don't have the cojones to tell me that you don't want to be dating anymore. Like, it made me so mad. So that's how that ended. But back to his, like, bouginess. So every... That's his bad part. That's the bad and bad and bougie. So we can go back a little bit more to the bougie part. So he also had a home gym in his house. He had a theater room. He had two open rooms that had nothing in them because they were for his future children. He had, since he was older, and I'm not saying that all older people, but like you can kind of assume people who are, you know, closer to 40 might have been married before and he had been married before, but he didn't have any kids. So he was like the first person I dated that had been married before. And the way he never really wanted to talk about what happened with his ex-wife, even as things like progressed further into our, you know, dating situationship kind of concerned me and the way he talked about it made me feel like he was the person that got hurt in that situation and his commitment issues also made me feel like he was the one who got kind of burned in this situation granted I am very glad it didn't work out because obviously him and I were not meant to be together but I definitely think he needed to work through some of his own personal issues to kind of get over his like commitment phobia. And I totally understand him being a commitment phobe if he was burned in the past. And sometimes men have a harder time than women getting over things like that um, because he had been single, I think, for three years 
since his ex-wife. So, I mean, he he had time to work on himself. And I'm sure he did to some extent. But, yeah. So, he had room for his future children, which I liked because I wanted to have kids. And, like, him being married before, like, not that I thought that he would be quicker to get married because I'm not in a rush to get married to anybody. But I was like, oh, like he wants to be married again. He wants to have kids. He wants to do a lot of the things that I want. So I was like, oh, this could be good. Obviously not, but it's fine again. Um, he also, besides the wine uh, room thing, he had like a whole kind of like mother-in-law suite over near like the kitchen area. So it was like separate from the other um, side. He had a like stereo intercom system in his whole house that like you could play music wherever. That was like awesome. His bathroom was amazing. The like nicest tub and like coolest like shower setup I have seen in a while. Um. Obviously, he had a really nice pool and jacuzzi, and he had a really nice grill area outside, too. Um, I'm trying to think. Everything in his house was from restoration hardware. So, need I say more? Um, yeah. It was a lot. And then at one point, he was like, yeah... If my wife didn't want to work, she wouldn't have to. And I'm like, okay, um, why are you telling me this? <laughs> like it was like the most random thing. But he just like mentioned it and I was like, okay, cool. Like this is also coming from somebody who like can't tell somebody to their face when they don't want to talk to them. But you're like telling me what your wife would do if she wanted to. Like cool, okay. Um, yeah, so – it was a lot. Like, obviously, he had really nice things. But I even told him, too, when he did get married and have kids, his home was beautiful. But it definitely had, like, a male bachelor vibe. Like, it wasn't very, like, family type of decor in there. Um, he also was very, very into his paintings, which is a cool thing. I didn't you know, that is cool. He had a lot of different artwork everywhere. Um, but yeah, so like the thing, all those things were really nice, but that can't save you when you're a jerk. It's not everything, obviously. And yeah, so that's Mr. Bad and Bougie. Who knows where he even is now because I have not heard from him since the summertime. And, yeah, he could have been, like, the ghoster as well, but Bad and Bougie was better because he was just straight flexing constantly. Oh, yeah, we went out to dinner one time, and he was like, hold on, got to put on the Rolex. And I'm like, okay. I'm over here in my, like, Goodwill thrifted dress. Like, hey, it's me. No worries. But no, yeah, I don't – none of that stuff means anything when you're not a good person. And don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a horrible person. Do I think he needs to like 
work on, you know, doing the right thing more often, probably, unless he's already worked on that. But he really isn't a genuinely bad person because I would not date a genuinely bad person. And like I said, the second like he pulled that like that's not my job thing, I voiced my opinion and he was made aware of that. So if he didn't like it, he knew where the door was. But yeah, so that is Mr. Bad and Bougie. Now we will get to your guys' feedback and discuss. Okay, so the first question I asked you guys was, have you ever dated someone who was flashy with their money? And 36% of you guys said yes, and 64% said no, which came out to eight yeses and 14 no's. And I felt like that was pretty accurate if I had to like guess what I think the you know ratio would be. And just kind of based on my own experience, like not everybody is flashy with their money. And most of the time you don't see that. Sometimes people are so flashy with their money because that's really all they feel like they have to offer somebody, which is honestly sad. And I feel like bad and bougie guy, he wasn't fully there, but it was definitely part of it. And I think a lot of that had to do with him not being as emotionally available to me. So what did he think he could really provide to me besides material things? When again, my thing is more emotional. Obviously, like I said, being able to handle your finances responsibly is very important. But, you know, I don't care if you drive a 2000 Honda or a Maserati. Like it doesn't matter to me as long as you're a good person and you treat me right and you make me feel loved. That's all that matters. The next I asked, what is the coolest thing a bougie person you dated had? And the first person said an in-home sauna. That is cool. I am not a huge sauna girl, but that still doesn't mean that it's not really cool. So props to them for their in-home sauna. Next we have, well, it's not what they had, but what they offered me. I dated this one guy who didn't like that I had small boobs. So he offered over and over to get me a boob job. Again, this is one of those topics that I am sure I will be making an entire episode about one day. This culture, like this time that we're living in, has definitely increased things like this, like surgery to fix imperfections or, you know, enhance things that we want enhanced is definitely super common my personal opinion on it and I won't get like too too into it like I said because this could be a whole episode on self is that people should embrace more so of who they are before they just rush to get surgery or you know do something drastic to totally alter themselves I just feel like it makes you feel a lot more comfortable in who you are when you're just true to who you are and how you were made am I perfect Definitely not. But I don't want to be with somebody who feels like they have to alter me to be a version that they want more than the person that I actually am. So I hope you didn't stay with this person, girl, but I don't think you did. Next, we have they had me. 
And the person said, sorry, that sounded more funny in my head. But you know what? Sometimes you are the coolest thing that a person has. And they should appreciate that before they lose it. And there goes Toto. Next we have, they had a bunch of land and we could do anything we wanted to on it. And we did. I don't want to know. Okay, sorry I had to do a part two of this, but Toto was just really going off and I had to distract her in order to finish. So lastly, on the coolest thing a bougie person you dated had was a completely customized MacBook Pro. It was amazing. I can only imagine like technology, especially when you customize it. Like I want to know. I need to message you separately and I want to know what this Mac had on it. The next question I asked was, is money an important factor in your dating life? And 18% said yes and 82% said no, which was four people for yes and 18 votes for no. And honestly, most of the yeses were men. So... I mean, I I understand. I think men just don't want a woman that doesn't do absolutely anything. I'm sure there are definitely women out there like that. But I feel like in 2021 now, like, I mean, we're getting our bags on our own. And then when you meet someone else, you have to, you know, come at it from a different angle because now you have someone else in your life to kind of go through life with and it just changes things. But, and that's not to say that like what some people are comfortable living with others would be or wouldn't be. It's literally whatever's up to the person. Like that's not for anyone else to decide. Um, so you do have to be comfortable with, you know, what they like financially too. Um, I remember when I dated Hawaii guy, you know, he was in the Coast Guard, so he wasn't making like a bunch of bunch of money. And he was fully content with living this like very low key chill lifestyle. And like, don't get me wrong, like I am a person who appreciates nice things, but going to live in a little house in Hawaii also sounds right up my alley. Like, again, that's why I want to stress that is literally as far as in my book, and I think a lot of people would feel the same, like money isn't the important thing. It's how that person makes you feel. It is, you know, the love and connection that you guys have. Because when you are really happy with somebody, if you have a genuinely good relationship, the mundane things like cooking dinner at home or, you know, just watching a movie together can mean so much more than they normally would either by yourself or with the wrong person. So that's why, like, to me personally, it's not about that. Does money make things a little bit more comfortable? Usually, yes, it does. It allows you to do more things, but the key is being with someone who makes you happy emotionally and who is financially responsible, who, you know, 
gets their bills paid on time and knows to do the right thing financially. But it's not, you know, the person who has buku bucks because that's money is not going to cuddle you at night. <laughs> money is not going to, you know, start a family for you. It could to some extent, but you know, again, that could take a lot, a lot of money that some people might never be able to get to that point to even do it that way. But really like money is not the end all be all. It's about the person you're with. So I think when it comes to being like financially independent, or I mean, well, you should be financially independent on your own before you're with somebody anyway. I feel like that should be a given. Like you should be able to take care of yourself or else you're going to be codependent on other people. And that is not a healthy way to leave, live either. So you need to be able to live on your own before you live with someone else. They say that about, you know, the emotional part of a relationship, but it's also the financial part because like you don't want to be dependent on somebody so much where you can't like leave the situation if you wanted to leave the situation. And granted, I know that like there's things that can happen that like even if you aren't, you know, financially able to leave a situation, people will step in to help you, family, friends, anything, because no one should be stuck in a situation they don't want to be in just because of a financial thing. But anyway, I think where money becomes important in a relationship is just being able to be financially responsible alone as a single person and when you get into a relationship and ultimately when you get married because then you're, you know, mixing it all together and that can be a mess unless you, you know, talk through how things like that are going to go with your partner and be on the same page about it. And then lastly, I just said any bad and bougie stories you would like to share. And someone said money itself isn't important, but financial responsibility is pretty darn attractive. And that is so true. It's so true. It's everything I just said, because you're hundred percent right. Like it's a huge deal. Like when someone's not financially responsible, that's when it's an issue. Because if you do still decide to be with that person, you either have to help them learn to be and you can only teach somebody something if they want to learn it and if they want to actually apply that learning to their life. And like, or you have to be able to accept that they're not financially responsible. Those are the only options and they're not really good ones. So it's usually best to find someone that you're on the same page with about things like that. The next was first date girl said we weren't compatible because I was a fine wine guy and she was a beer type. I would like to think that fine wine guy and a beer girl could totally go together. I think she just like wasn't the one for you um, because I would never, I don't like beer and most guys do like a majority, a very large majority, but you don't see me like, Oh, I'm a fine wine girl or like I'm, you know, I'm a uh, vodka girl. Like, so no, we can't be together. Like, I don't care what you drink. Drink what you want to drink. I'm not going to drink a beer. 
but you can. And honestly, like, does she not like fine wine at all? Because I feel like most women would drink a beer and probably have some fine wine. So that's a little odd, but sounds like you dodged a bullet. So don't be too upset about it. And lastly on the stories was massive bonfires while casually sipping $300 whiskey. I'm a simple man. So that is what you were doing on all the land. It makes sense now. (laughs) I didn't have to ask. You just told me and it was clean enough to go on here. So $300 whiskey though, I will say like, I love me some wine, but spending that much money for something you are like just drinking and that could potentially make you feel like crap the next morning. I will say though, usually the most expensive alcohol doesn't make you feel as crappy the next day. But still, after my horrible hangover from Valentine's Day, which I guess I should have mentioned in the, oh, I guess I think I did. I think I did. Well, you know, I th- I did. I remember mentioning the broken leg thing. So yeah, I did. After that horrible hangover, your girl will not be drinking for quite a while. Quite a while. So yeah, sorry again that this had to be in two installments for your experiences, but we can thank Toto for that one. And let's wrap up this episode with a few final thoughts. As usual, I won't ramble on too long because I feel like I've already hit on a lot of these points, but you know, the key thing in a good relationship is the emotional fulfillment that you get. Money can leave, nice things can leave, and if you're in a situation where you're surrounded by these really nice things, these bougie things, but you're not really happy in your relationship still, just imagine if those things didn't exist. Would you still want to be with that person? And if you're honest with yourself and you say, you know, no, I wouldn't want to be with this person. I just like, like all the nice things, then I would say you need to remove yourself from that relationship because those things can leave and all you're left is with that person, which should be the main reason you're with someone anyway. It should not be money. And if that were to happen to you, now you're stuck with someone that you don't really even care for deep down and you no longer have the thing that was keeping you there. Now, again, I tell you what to you should do, whatever you want, as long as you're happy. But I also want you guys to realize that like, it's so much better to be in a fulfilling relationship emotionally rather than like financially or materially, things like that, because that is when you are truly happy. Like, yeah, if I dated some like crazy, let's Jeff Bezos. Sure. Yeah. He bought me a yacht and a G wagon. That's just fantastic. But like, 
that's not going to make me be like, oh my God, I love you forever. Like, no, like no one can deny those are nice things, but that is not everything. And that is not, you know, we can't take these things with us. Years down the road, you know, people have said, you know, it's all about the experiences. And yeah, like it takes money to go on trips. It takes money to do things, but it doesn't always have to. A lot of times people are looking back on experiences that like cost them absolutely nothing, but they were with the person that they loved and cared about, or they were with their friends or they were with their family or they were with, you know, just this insanely like emotional, like meaningful experience rather than material or like physical experience. So I think the main point of this is that we should be focusing a little bit more on that rather than all the like blingy stuff that gets thrown in our faces. Like no one can deny that they're nice, but they're not everything and they shouldn't be everything to you, to anyone. You'll be so much happier if you look past that stuff and really look at who a person is before you decide to be with them. Because no matter what anyone says, deep down, people want to be loved. They want to be loved in the way that they love and in the way that they receive love. And that's the most important, not the money. So sorry, I got a little sappy on you guys there at the end. But, you know, like I said in the beginning, I'm really happy. If that means I'm going to get a little more mushy and sappy and happy, then so be it. Hope you guys stick around. I'm still, you know, got some good stories for you up my sleeve. And I think I can still be a fun person. So don't hate me just because I'm like having a good time over here. But, you know, I think we do need to get back to being more loving in general as people. There's so much hate, especially last year and this year. We need to love each other. You don't have to love everybody, but if you spread a little bit more love than you did yesterday, then you're doing better than you did before. You're doing better. You're getting better. You're turning into a better person. So I don't see anything wrong with that. And on that note, we will wrap this up. I hope you guys have a great thirsty Thursday. Again, drink a few for me because I will not be drinking for a while. I'll go have me a nice glass of water. And I will see you guys in two weeks for the next episode.